Welcome to another. Oh, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, hey. Right time. Yeah, a little bonus intro. Oh. Welcome to another episode of Scratch Quest. I'm Andrew. I'm Johnny. J Train. Joey B. Guys, what's up? The Masters. It was it was riveting. Yeah. Very. Yeah. I mean, it was it wasn't the most exciting Masters, I'll be honest. No, but I, I watched every shot. Yeah, I watched a, a ton of it. I was even at the baseball field in between games, like watching on my on the app. Yeah, I thought we had a little uh, little drama in the making when uh, Hideki uh, threw it in the water there, uh, thirteen or whatever it was, fifteen. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, here we go. And then yeah, at that did, at that did. point, who are y'all rooting for? I just wanted to see a good battle. Because because what's his name was surging right then, um, you Shuffle, know Xander. Shuffle, yeah, he was coming. Yeah, he was he was he was bringing the heat, and I was he, like, oh, okay, here we go. He put it in the water. At, what is it on 16? sixteen? Yeah, and they were like, you, you don't really see too many balls in the water on sixteen, and you just see the look on his face. And then he, what was he it? The, the his dro- golf club. Yeah, you see that? Then the drop <laughs> zone. He put it in the crowd, and he was like, oh boy, escalated yeah, quickly. Once it went in the water, I think he like mentally knew he just knew it's over and he lost focus for that one shot and put it in the crowd <laughs> did you see horschel slam there was a bunch of uh outbursts horschel oh, he slammed a couple things he slammed his ass on the hill do you see that yeah yeah <laughs> with his pants rolled up yep two days in a row with that he had to roll off his pants and get in the water man golf is hard so we had to go to a a two-year-old birthday party on Sunday, which I just gave my wife this blank stare the day that she told me. I was like, you know, Sunday is the Masters. She says, yeah, well, it's one of our good friends' two-year-old birthday party. I was like, awesome. Can't wait. So there you go. I hope that wasn't just a sound effect. Um, No, it it was real. So they got a big bouncy house set up outside and, you know, we get the kids in there, throw them in there, take their shoes off, slam them full of, you know, buffet food or whatever. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go put our bags inside. And I go in there. There's like five dads sitting around watching the Masters. I was like, yep, this is what I'm Hell doing. Yeah. This is where I'm going to be. See you. Yep. Solid. Solid. Speaking of uh, Masters, we uh, so we did attempt to record episode five, but uh, we're not going to be releasing it. It's only for exclusive content members but uh we did lay out a pretty saucy little bet uh that's going to stream all four majors right the masters the players the open correct and then, well, not uh, the players are the uh US Open the masters the PGA championship and then was it just a championship i think it's called the open the open the open yeah, the yeah open. that's what it so <clears throat> we each are going to pick two golfers per major one inside the top 10 rankings and one outside of the top 10 rankings. Um, and I actually picked Spieth before he won the Valero Open. I told you he was going to 
he was going to pop off, and he did it he one did. week, was a solid, one week solid too pick. early. One week too early. But I picked uh, Spieth and who was my other guy? DeChambeau. DeChambeau, who <sighs> serves Real on creative. day two. Yeah, well, decent de- really went out the bed. Well, no, but here's yeah. what I, <clears throat> here was my thinking. I was like, I'll take DeChambeau now because he's he'll be he's going to be one of the top ten guys. Because once we pick those guys, you can't pick them for any other major. So Spieth and DeChambeau oh, are right. burned for me for the rest of the year. Oh, gee. Yeah. And so the so the wager is, and we'll put it out there, the losers have to buy the winner a new golf club or a $200 gift card to PGA Superstore. Each. A piece. A piece. Yeah, each. Yeah. Saucy little yep. bit. It Basically, is. Joe wants to replace the putter I got him for Christmas with a Scotty Cameron. I'd like so. to. I'd like to try. Actually, I'm so, I'm leaning, I, I got, leaning towards a new driver. And mine's mine's at the end of its life, so it's going to be the big dog. Nice. Yep. Question: So, how are we keeping score? Because I saw your um, your spreadsheet. Yep. Break Ex- everything down. Yep. Excel. Uh, just I, Excel uh, iPhone app. I'll keep up with it. So well, I think we'll just do. So I. So want, are we doing like a net score? Or do you get one point or like what happened? I think like I know that you won, but we like, probably have to do net score because one point, I mean, you could have, you know, two guys win two, two, you know, tournaments and then it's two to two. Right. So, well, so do we do just net score from your best player or cause I had a, combined? Cause I went, I went oh. deep, deep, dark horse with a, you know, a Jason day pick thinking I was feeling all sexy. Jay day was about to <laughs> do some magic at the masters and have a flashback. Not and quite. he completely shit the bed and threw up, threw up like an 81 day one and, uh, called it good, you know? So let's do, let's do this. What if we do, so we will do like a point system. It can't be one point, right? Well, well it doesn't if, matter if it's two or one or whatever. We'll figure but the it thing out. is we only have four majors. So if you have a tie, how do you have a tiebreaker? We'll cross so that bridge when we get there. We'll, we'll get so there. Complicated, we'll man. get there. You make your picks. I'm up 1-0 right now. In I love hey, let's set a big bet and not really iron out all the details so that we can <laughs> cater it to however helps us out the most at the well, end. Dude, you you, threw, like you threw your picks out there on like Thursday night after the guys have already gone off. And we're like, all right. It well, I mean, it's not like I picked any fucking gems. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you so, Andrew, who, who are your two guys? You took Morikawa. Uh, Morikawa and Hovland. And we actually ended up, I think I was two under with my two guys, and you were one under uh, with your two guys. And Johnny was missed the cut and... Plus three, I think. Ooh. J- I had JT and J-Day, and I went plus three and a missed cut. So why don't we just assign like a value of like plus five or something for a miscut? Great. Perfect. <laughs> well, if, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. We'll figure yeah, it out. Anyway, we gotta we gotta do something. We'll, we'll get there. I mean, if I if I take the first three, it's it's ball game, and Daddy's getting a new big dog. So sweet. Not, hey, uh, I want to throw something out there. So for my Masters this year, we went uh, we went big. We did it big. Just me and the uh, girls here at home. We we ordered the uh, Taste of the Masters. Yeah, yeah that and looked awesome. Let me tell you, you need to do it next year if they're offering it. The barbecue is unbelievable. The pimento cheese, ridiculous. They even they give you directions. They're like, put like one third cup on this piece of bread, one third cup on this piece of bread. Put it together. Let it sit out for an hour, and then serve <laughs> in it. the hot sauce. <laughs> like, 
Put it in the yeah. hot sun in a plastic bag on your back porch and for an they hour. They said, let it sit out for an hour for an authentic experience. <laughs> really? <laughs> That's what they said. How much yeah. was it? There's like 150 bucks, but it is a lot of food. There's like 10 bags of chips, 10 chocolate chip cookies, 10 things of popcorn, uh, a pound of pimento egg salad, um, and uh, two pounds of uh, the barbecue, which Dang. is ridiculous. And then 21 of the master's cups. And these are legit plastic cups that say the master's on them. I like so those these plastic for guys. Yeah, yeah. Those are great. I like when they and, do uh, the, uh, the post where it's like you got 10 bucks and they give you the menu. And it's like, what are you going with? Because it's like a $2 sandwich, a $4 beer. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, ooh, one or two yeah, beers. I'm probably going to. <laughs> two beers and a sandwich. It's <laughs> a good day. But yeah, that was that was pretty solid. I, I highly recommend it next go around. How about that video I sent you guys of Matsuyama putting the day before Sunday? And he's just in there digging. Oh, oh man. That was hilarious. So many, so many one liners. Yeah. Great content. Yeah, but he did solid. pull it out. So I'm up I'm up one oh or oh on the uh majors pick, so I think that's gonna be a good a good one. So what when what's the next major and when is it? So it's next month and uh Kiwa, right? Yeah, it's no, the PGA next month. I thought it was yeah. I thought Kiwa's this this weekend. No, 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 it's it's Harbor Town this weekend. Uh yes, same general area, just not a major. Very nice. Yeah. That's going to be fucking amazing. I'm really excited about that because that is definitely one of my top top three courses ever. It's a special place out there. Dude, Andrew and I just played a salty – well, Andrew's been playing a bunch of golf, but uh, before, you know, what was it, two, three weeks ago, we got to go play a Robert Trent Jones course, and we got passes uh, to go play Grand National in Opelika, Alabama, and – Crane Crane hooked it up and came with us, and we were kind of on the fence because the weather was kind of you know iffy, and we decided to go. And we actually got really lucky with the weather, but it was really wet, and they hadn't cut the greens in like two weeks because they can't get the machines out there. But we played the lake course. Yeah, we played the lake yeah. course, and there is no shortage of water on that course. And we played from the tips, tips. which was super fun. Into, everything was hitting into What's the, the yardage from that? It was like 7,400 or something. Yeah, it was, it was big. Achy. Yeah, it was big. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, man, it was a, it was an absolute struggle. I mean, we we all struck Crane. We, Crane, I mean, he's the, well, the godfather about, of scratch. We all but, came out hot. Hot, so hot. And the, the, the starter's like, you know, it's – it's pretty long and the first tee like it kind of cuts left around the lake and like you can't hit driver you, i mean we all hit like three or four iron out there you know two twenty two thirty we're all on the fairway and then we all stick it within four feet of the you know the pin and everybody two putts pars and we're like okay man this course is easy yeah it's it sets you up like <laughs> you know setting up on a par four you're ripping you know four iron and then the next hole is completely down the side of a lake and me and Crane both pulled our drives into the lake. Andrew puts one out there, and then we're just like, "Here we go!" It was a grind. It was a grind. But we yeah, played it was a tight course. Yeah, we did match play. Uh huh. So we did six, six, and six. So you played six holes, match play, and I think Crane was giving us like two holes. And your boy Joey B took him down. I got him. First time I think I've ever beaten Crane. It was that's how bad it was that day. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was not pretty, but I got the Godfather the job. Scratch Quest went down. Went down three three matches, and we ended up playing like another like a late two hole match because I closed some of them out early, uh, and he took that. And he took it off of like a chip shot. He was trying to play a, a you know a, a hill behind the hole, and he he hits a chip and he like slams it halfway up the flagstick and it drops like within three inches of the hole. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like he just drills the flagstick on like a 30 yard pitch. And I was like, okay, you can have Damn. that. Yep. Yeah. Solid course though. Like I would definitely go back. Well, we're going back when they cut the greens for sure. Yeah. Johnny, what about you, man? You're coming out of the, out of the gates hot. Yeah. So yeah. this, this uh the weather's starting to change a little bit we're we're up and down like crazy but it's we had a nice little stretch of 70s we got up to 80 around easter it was uh pretty legit so been getting out a little bit but first two rounds two different tracks threw up 76 both times man so coming in hot i don't know what i i, I mean looking at the Arcos app, which is amazing. These are my first two rounds with Arcos. It's basically like what all I'm doing is I'm not losing any balls off the tee and it's a hittable shot and I have a good look at the green and I'm just not, I'm hitting greens. That's all I'm yeah. doing. Hitting greens and two putting. Have like you uh, crossed anything off the scratch quest checklist? Uh, quite a few things, actually. Let me, let me pull that up. Uh, yeah, yeah I was looking at it the other day. Send, I put me my, the, send me the list because I'm. It's a shared. It's a shared note. It's not on my note. I'm looking for it. So Johnny's broken eighty. He's birdied a hole. He's had back to back birdies. Yep. Played around with no lost balls. Thirty five putts or less. Fifty five percent green and regs and fifty yep. percent fairways hit. Johnny's Johnny's knocked all those out already. Mm. That was basically one round. So, What's that, and, dude? I almost <laughs> had. I almost had. Under par through nine, dude. I was two under through eight, and, and then I went bogey bogey to finish even par on the front. I was pissed, but I was happy at the same time. <laughs> but yeah, so it's been good so far. So good this weekend. Big match down in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, let's uh, go. Let's at go. the win against Andrew. We're going let's to the go. win. We're going head to head. Let me guess. Yep. Andrew still doesn't have a handicap. That's correct. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? What a joke. What an absolute joke. I mean, I, I mean, I got Arcos. That's and it, it spits out a handicap for you. Yeah. Based on your scores, but it's not a registered handicap. Well, just go with your fake one then and tell everybody, you know, go do this app. Dude, I got all my scorecards. I'll get them in one day. Just carry them with you in a Ziploc bag and hand them to people. <laughs> <laughs> here's my handicap <laughs> you're telling these up uh there's a there's an app called the grint which you can log uh yeah like some tournaments will take them but like if you're playing at a club or anything they'll be like mm, i don't think so even though you belong to a club and they won't register your handicap dude speaking of like, handicaps so my first round at the local um club so we just do it like a corporate membership out there and i i, I go and play all the time um with the coupons. I don't give them the to clients. I just use them myself. <laughs> <laughs> Solid business expense. Does your boss yeah. listen to this show? Uh, I mean, I'm basically my boss, so it doesn't really matter. 
So, so no, you don't even listen. You don't. You don't post our Instagram page. I don't. I don't expect you to listen to our show either. No, no, <laughs> definitely not. But um, anyway, so we're playing with this dude, and he's playing pretty good through the first like five holes. He's like one under, and I'm like, wow, okay, this guy's decent. He's not hitting the ball very great, but he's scoring. So I was like, well, doesn't matter how you do it, you know, as long as you do it. And he's like, man, I'm playing out of my mind right now. And I was like, oh yeah, really? Um, what, what do you normally shoot? And he's like, well, I'm like a 17. And I was like, oh, geez. <laughs> I was like 17. Wow. This is great. And he's like, well, I'm like a 17, but like, I, I stopped putting scores in about a year and a half ago and started taking a lot of lessons and I just kept it at a 17. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> that is the definition of sandbagging. That's yeah. what I said. I said, you're a sandbagging son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, he's, we were laughing about it. And I was like, I I got in the cart with my buddy. I was like, I can't believe this fucking guy. How could you possibly do that? What did he shoot? He ended up shooting like an 85. So, I mean. I mean if you're a 17 like, and you shoot an 85, you're doing a backflip that day. Yeah. He was very happy with that. And uh, he's definitely not a 17. And he's going to show up to a tournament one day and get beat up in the parking lot for <laughs> lying about his handicap. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. <clears throat> so, Andrew, tell us about Florida. Let's hear about these Florida courses. You didn't break 80. I would have heard about it if you did. Thanks, thanks, man. Like, you got close, though, didn't you? Yeah, I got close on Saturday. Um, I played a course called The Dunes in – uh, Sanibel Island and it wasn't long, but it was narrow and all 18 holes had water. <laughs> so it helped that I was playing with a member because the guy literally knew the course, like the back of his hand. So he, um, after he saw me drive it a couple of times, he kind of told me exactly how to play the hole and it definitely helped. And I had a shot. I needed to, the last two holes are a par three and a par five, and I needed to go par birdie, and I think I went bogey par. Yeah, I went bogey par. So I had a window, but it, 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 I'm trending in the right direction. My my chipping and short game around the green is was a lot better. Um, How nice is that Florida grass? Oh my god! It's, it's like so it's like chipping off crisp carpet. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I like I like it down there. A lot of like dog legs, so a lot of like holes that kind of make you think. You don't just get on there and hit driver and then get get an eight or nine and on your approach. So it's different. It's a lot different than most of the courses here. Cool. What was working best for you? Yeah. How many rounds? How many better? But sorry, how many rounds did you play down there? I played two full rounds and then the place we stayed at had a nine hole course. So I played that a couple of times, oh, which cool. was, yeah. Cause it, everything was like 130 to 200 yards. So it was good practice. Um, I'd say based on, I also, those were my first rounds with the Arcos app. I'm, I'm really anxious. So your first, you gotta, you gotta log five full rounds and Arcos basically at that point has enough data to know your, distances with all your clubs and then the arcos app which is really cool takes into account like slope elevation the the wind factor like six or seven different factors for every shot and then it has a caddy so once you build up enough data and play five rounds it's got a caddy that tells you hey you should hit a six iron 
on this shot. It's really interesting. Like when you go to a driving range and you think you hit a six iron 190, and then when you're playing and you use a six iron and you hit it 180 or 177 or whatever, um, with all the factors mixed in. And there was a lot of wind down in Florida too. So that was another thing that kind of made it tough. But, um, I'm, I'm anxious to get those last couple of rounds in to, to use the caddy part of Arcos. Yeah, me too. That, that's going to be pretty cool. Joe, you got to get it. We decided for you. You just got to yeah. sneak that one. Maybe in. if you win the major thing, you're, you're just going to have to get Arcos. No, gonna, <laughs> no, I, I'd settle for a new battery for my rangefinder right now. I uh, showed up to my first like real, I guess, tournament, match play tournament. And so is this like a season? Like, do you guys like, do you get paired up? And like you were telling me that you yeah, basically so the, schedule yeah, your match. Yeah. The club sends out, you know, like, Hey, you sign up for a match play and they flight you based on your handicap. So I think there's like, I don't know, 22 or 24 guys. However, the math, whatever in my flight. So you, they, they, they pick you, they schedule you with the guy and you have to reach out to him and say, you know, in the, in a two week period, you got to schedule around <clears throat> and then, you know, they give you a scorecard and you log it. And then if you win or lose, same thing, you play the next guy. So it's, you lose once you're out of the tournament. And then, you know, if you win your flight, you get a whole bunch of like money and pro shop stuff. And then I think maybe they'll do something cool, a trophy or something. But I had my first round this Saturday and I showed up and, uh, you know, hit my drive and I go out and I go in my bag and get my range finder and I pull it out and the battery's dead. And the guy's oh. like, the guy's like, and I'm like, man, all my stuff in my bags missing and moved around. My kids have been in the back of my truck. Like, cause I keep it inside my truck, my bag and my truck. And they've been in there digging around, playing with the range finder, pulling my ball markers out. Like all my stuff was everywhere. So I dude, I was flustered, like super flustered. I was like, oh, no, you know, we had the cart there. So I just played with the numbers on the cart, which is, a, I don't really do that often. I like to know where the pin is. But anyway, playing against the guy and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm an engineer. And without even saying, I'm like, he's got to be a Georgia Tech guy. And sure as heck he was Georgia Tech guy. And he's telling me like, you know, yeah, he's a super nice guy. He was, he was an awesome guy. It was, it was a fun day. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, I just shot like a 74 and you know, the other day, then I shot a 90 and I was like, okay, like, why are you telling me all this? I don't really care. Trying to get let's, your head. let's just go play, man. Like let's, let's, let's go. Um, so long story short, I took the guy down. I took him downtown. Uh, and it was, it was a competitive. I mean, it was like down to the wire. I was down three early. We both. I think we both parred the first hole. I lipped out a birdie putt. Hole number two is a short par three. I stick it close. He sticks it close. We both miss birdie putt. I lipped out another birdie putt. Uh, we drain our pars. Hole number three is the number one handicap. And I hit it like a little bit right. Not like I didn't like blow it out right, but I just kind of pushed it. And it was like nestled kind of like behind a tree. And elevated pin, dude, I pull a six iron and hit like a low cut. And the guy's standing there and he watched me hit this low cut out of the leaves and it hits the front of the green and rolls up like 15 feet from the pen. And he looks at me, he's like, you're not a nine. <laughs> he's like, you're not Why a nine. Sack of shit. I was like, dude, honestly, that was one of the better shots I've ever hit in my life. And I lipped and I think I three putted. I left a birdie putt short. I lipped out another par putt <clears throat> and, you know, bogeyed it and he won the hole. 
he won the next two and I'm down three and I'm just like, come on, man. Like what? Like I'm hitting every green. <clears throat> I'm driving it. Okay. <clears throat> so I went, I think I won, I won seven and eight. We pushed nine, I doubled 10. And then I think it's like, he's up four, two going into like 11 or 12. And I'm just like, all right, that's it. And I, I was, I've been playing kind of timid, hitting like three, four iron off the tee, not really like going after it. And then I just started ripping driver and I hit a couple, like, like a hundred by him. And he was just like, what? So we get to, we get to 15 or 16, we get to 15 and I hit this drive, like right down the middle, very low. My ball trajectory is really low right now, but it just blows up a bunker, like hits the lip of the bunker. You see sand flying everywhere. And I'm like, great. So we go up there and it it popped out and it's kind of sitting on the lip of a bunker. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do the smart thing and just kind of like, like green side or it's, fairway. it's like in the fair, like middle of the fairway bunker. Right. So and I couldn't really like get my feet like in between the ball, like, you know, put the ball in between my feet. So I had to kind of like hit like a hooded, you know, like little runner. So just try to run something up on the green. I do that. It hits another bunker. Oh. And I'm like, I'm down. I'm down one to this guy. And I'm like, or no, we were, we were even at the time on uh, 16. And I'm like, great. So I'm in a bunker. I'm standing in a bunker, probably 55, 60 yards away from the pen. And this family is like walking behind the green, right? And they're kind of like walking their dog and their kids there. And they stop right as I'm about to hit this shot. And they're like standing there watching me. And I'm like, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just redid all the bunkers at Georgia Club. So they're like super nice, super sandy, like really nice bunkers and and dude i hit the best bunker shot of my life and hold out for birdie and the what? guy is standing there like three feet from the pin and he drops his putter and he's like you're not a nine you're not a nine there's no way you're a nine dude so i hold out to go up one and then we ended up like uh pushing the rest of the way down the line and dude parred the next three holes to close it out got the job done damn yeah, it was intense, man. It was it was Bring fun. The dub. Yeah, so I got to schedule another round against. Uh, well, is that the most intense <laughs> golf match you've played? Because like a lot of like most of the time when we play, it's just like kind of fucking around. It's not like that. Like some dude you don't know. Yeah, going match head play to head. is cool because you're not really worried about your score, right? You can kind of clear it and move on to the next hole. But you're kind of playing off of like what he does, right? Like if he hit a bad drive, like sometimes I was. Like, all right, I just need to like capitalize and make sure it's playable because I can be long. I can, I don't care if I'm hitting a long approach shot. I mean, obviously, I'd like to be closer, but as long as my ball's playable, which I get into a lot of trouble off the tee. So, you know, I would back off and hit four iron sometimes. And that was enough, man. I was there and I had shots and played it really, really conservative. And I shot an 80 and I shot an 80 and I putted 39 times. Putting was atrocious. That's crazy. Yeah. That's solid, though. I mean, a win's a win. It's a win. All right. We got to switch gears. We got a new segment of the show. We have some avid followers who have uh, called in to ask questions. And, And I don't presume to be a golf guru. But this first question was a good one that I hadn't thought about in a while. Um We'll play the we'll play the clip, and then let Johnny answer it. Mail, <laughs> motherfucker. Yes, hello, hi. 
Uh, my name is Benjamin Boyd. I'm a dedicated listener, subscriber to the Scratch Quest podcast. And I had a question um, for the CEO. I uh, wanted to see if you guys could um, help me with the rules, uh, official uh, rules handling. Um, if you would, please, uh, on your next episode or possibly uh, call me back, let me know uh, rule 14-3 um, as it particularly pertains to applying lead tape, uh, lead tape to the club, specifically a driver. Um, where can the lead tape be placed? How much lead tape can be placed? Can it be taken on, added off during the course of a round? I uh, just wanted to get some rules clarifications for uh, lead tape on a driver to help me with my nasty slice. Please and thanks. Keep up the good work. Love the podcast. <laughs> All right. Great question there, buddy. Um, so I don't, I'm not a guru either, but I do know a little bit about this lead tape situation. I don't know how it pertains to the actual rules because uh, I just, I, I don't care about the rules. I just want to hit bombs and whatever it takes to do that, I'll do. But what you can do is basically you add weight to your club to help, you know, promote a draw, promote a fade. Uh, hit the ball higher, hit the ball lower by putting the lead tape in certain positions. I know that like, so if you want to hit a, hit a, like a fade, you know, you'll put stuff more um, towards the toe. If you want to hit a draw, you'll put stuff more towards the heel to kind of close that face down. It's a little bit heavier. It's going to drag a little bit. You close that face down, you hit more of a draw. Um, you want to hit it higher, you know, you put it in the rear that weight in the back pulls the club face up a little bit and helps you to hit a little bit higher of a shot low. You put it in the front to hit those little fucking stingers down that run out forever. Um, I know that like lead tape, like an inch, like a square inch weighs like one gram. So that's kind of what you use it for is to just change the weight of the club and the swing weight of the club, you know, and it goes back to what we were talking about like a while ago was with uh, like, counterbalance clubs mm -hmm. people used to put lead tape that's what jack nicholas used to do was put lead tape in the grip in the grip yeah i've heard of that to too. counterbalance counterbalance it out um i think his question really i think his question was more geared towards the rules of lead tape and like repairing it during play so like if you're playing and your lead tape like it, it comes off the bottom of your club are you allowed to reapply a new piece of tape or like if you can still adhere the old piece, can it, can it like, can you do that? Can you alter your, cause like you can't take your driver tool out in the middle of a round and adjust your loft or lot. You know what I'm saying? But with lead tape, I'm looking at the rules. It's in all uh, it's all I, I can no, find, but lead tape doesn't come off. Like that shit's on there. It's hard to get off. Yeah. Yeah, the, the thing say? I'm looking at says the USGA stipulates in Rule 14-3 that lead tape may be applied to the header shaft of the club for the purpose of adding weight, but that's that's all it lists. I know ben, it Ben's used it uses it on his driver. Before. I've seen him do it. Where did he put it? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> no, I don't remember. But he typically hits a draw, so he might have put it to. Uh, more it on the more heel. like a cut. 
Oh, to straighten them out a little bit? Maybe. I don't I don't know. Well, how about think, the Ar- uh, how the Arcos thing? Like, w- w- I think we talked about it. Ads they're like six or seven grams, aren't they? Seven grams per in the handle, and they screw into the butt end of your club. So, yeah. like, did you feel any difference playing with them? Not really, but I keep thinking about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, know. I keep thinking about it. I'm like, man, what is this doing? Um, well, you but, shot 76 twice. Yeah. So I don't care anymore. <laughs> Maybe I needed to counterbalance my clubs anyway. Um, yeah. Take a little hands out of it. You know, a little more weight in the hands. Yeah. I got but, it. I got it right here. Rule four, one, a meaning of repair, replacing lead tape that fell off during a stroke. Given the nature of lead tape, if the lead tape will not remain on the club in the same location, new tape may be used. So you can reapply lead tape in the middle of a round. There you have it. There you have it. There's your answer. Perfect. If you if you made it that far into this episode, you got a gold nugget of playing information. We might save that for Scratch Quest Plus exclusive content. Yeah, might as well. Solid. I like that. <laughs> More people are going to call in with with questions. Maybe we can get them to throw us like gauntlet questions. Ooh, that'd be great. Yeah, all you listeners out there, hit us up on the on the hotline with your gauntlet questions. Yeah. Love, love to hear them. In the form of a voicemail or text. Or an speaking Instagram. of speaking of gauntlet. Let's go. Game time. Drop the bomb. Ah, the bomb is the one thing I don't ever load up. I'll put it in there. All right, I don't know why Jet has the best gauntlet questions, but this is what happens in my kid's head when he's riding in the car. <laughs> Out of the blue, I think I texted you guys, but he goes, hey, hey, Dad, how many of you do you think it would take to beat Mike Tyson? <laughs> and I was like... How many of you? Yeah, he, and then he said that. <laughs> he said that, and then he goes, you think three of you could beat Mike Tyson? And I was like, man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> when that guy's fists are flying, like, he probably could take two of me out pretty quick yeah i think like one swift like hook from tyson and you're down like you're you're not fighting for a while you're just like so but if there's three of me like simultaneously but then that's that's like two quick hooks and then it's you mano mano with tyson (laughs) only throwing two guy (laughs) the guy killed a tiger with an uppercut (laughs) that's a real story I'm going to need facts, fact checker on that. Our Dude, producer. Will. I'm serious. You can look this up. He, he, uh, at the height of his career, he had like two little, they were like teenager tigers. They weren't fully grown tigers, but he had his waterfall and his tigers would be running around and he would swim with them. And he said he was wrestling with one of the tigers in the water and the tiger had this look in his eye and it like flipped the switch. Like, and he felt this primal fear. Like this tiger was about to really attack him and he just loads up an uppercut to the jaw and killed the tiger. Oh my God. Yeah. He like oh. knocked it out and then drowned it. It's fucking. Peter probably had a, fi- a field day. Joe exotic yeah. lost his mind. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how many, how many do you think it would take? I'm going to go five. Ooh, five. 
dude, just because a quick one, two, and two guys are out. <laughs> I'm not look, man. I'm not I'm not taking any chances. I'm gonna go with at least seven. All right. <laughs> seven <laughs> dudes. Seven of you. Seven of me. And two of and two of me are just trying to hold on to each one of his limbs. <laughs> like that's all we're yeah. there for. Is it just just grab an arm yeah. and hold him back? That's you're it. kamikaze, you're you're going down. Those two are going out. Yep. All right. I got an interesting one. This is a this is a new one. <clears throat> so you know, like you you seen like Snoop Dogg, like the video, like where he like drains a putt and he like runs away, but he's got his like entire posse around him. Yeah, like if you were gonna, if you were in that position and you had a posse, how many guys would be in your posse and what would be, what would their roles be? Like money's not an object, but it's just like like Snoop Dogg's got like a security guard, you know, a weed guy, a driver you know, just his buddy from back in the day and then maybe his manager or something like that. There's always like seven guys hanging out with him. But if you were, if you were that, how many are in your posse and, and, uh, what are the roles? I, man, I'd probably have to figure out the role. I think I, if I had that money, I just want to be hanging out with my friends as much as possible. Like anywhere you go, it's just like your best friends. So entourage style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I well, guess that wasn't the question. The question was <laughs> how many and what are their jobs? Uh all right, seven. I, I would have a driver. Seven of me fighting uh, Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. No. A driver, a chef. Yep. yep. Somebody's gotta be in charge of the the eats and the grill. Uh what else would they do? You need a funny man. Somebody that just makes you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good call. Maybe a swing coach. Ooh, oh, swing coach. yeah. A caddy. Yeah. Like, my, yeah, your personal bones. pro. I'm, I'm getting, I'm taking Bones. Bones McKay on the, on the bag for life. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, I agree with all of those. I would say, yeah, you have all those guys and then you just have two dudes that you're friends with. I'm probably going to take two chefs like a day. Like, two I mean, chefs? You, oh, yeah, dude. You can't be good at dinner and breakfast. I'm sorry. But, <laughs> I mean, like, I need a breakfast guy and I need, like, you know, the later snack, you know, later snack guy. I guess you also need, like, a you, you need, like, a little bitch that. I was going to say runner. Does, I was oh, going yeah. to use the word runner. You need a runner. Okay. Like, a guy <laughs> to go get stuff. But that yeah, works. But he's not part of your entourage. He's, like, an actual employee. <laughs> He's like some little twenty-five-year-old. He's the last man thing. on the intern. Yeah. He's your intern. <laughs> exactly. He's a pledge. He doesn't get to go everywhere with you guys either. All right. Fair enough. There you go. I got another one. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna bring back from a previously recorded episode that I don't think we're gonna air. But uh, and Johnny, you're gonna go second. But Andrew, go to karaoke song. What is it? Oh. Uh... I'd say, I think I said, I think it was Ice Cube today was a good day. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Solid, solid. It's, it's one of those rap songs that you can, you can, you got enough time to, to see the words and say them and actually pronounce them. Slow. Everybody digs it. You're not going to look like a fool yeah. doing it. Yeah. Good call. That's a safe one. I, uh, I'm a big fan of Johnny's answer and I already know <laughs> what it is, but go ahead. So it's a duet and it's me and my wife 
<laughs> this is Scratch Quest Plus material. This really is. It's me and my wife singing um, Love Shack by the B-52s. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty damn good, guys. I got to say. I, I really have that guy's voice down pretty good. We, we got to hear it. We yeah, gotta, we'll you got to give us a taste. <laughs> Yep, you see a painted <laughs> sign at the side of the road. <laughs> Dude, you uh, give me a couple more beers in me and it sounds even Oh, better. it sounds like a Vegas challenge. Do you do the <laughs> a couple of sakis and you're going? The sake at Tubi. Jaeger bombs, whatever's there, man. Just Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about it. Dude, we we uh we had a solid group. Like just a group of friends that loved doing it, and we would like get dressed up, go to the karaoke <laughs> place. Like, <laughs> like how often is this? Like a weekly I mean, like thing? no, like once a year type thing. Oh, okay, you know, um, yeah, it was pretty fun. That's solid. What a great answer. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's unexpected for sure. You um, said it, I said this last time, but Andrew Dark Horse Saloon, we got to do it. Live band karaoke. Oh, we'd have to do like Metallica. They, dude, they had, and it's like a lot of people do metal songs or like old rock songs. But the guy that awesome. the guy that hosts the live band karaoke, I, he's a he's a. I don't even know if it's still around, but uh, probably shown. You know, this is stuff like we did back in the day. But he's a radio show host. But if you're just absolutely terrible at karaoke, he'll get on the mic and like sing behind you and slowly turn himself up. So that people don't like lose interest, and you'll see people up there that are just like super into it, and they're like, "Man, I sound really good!" And all you're hearing is the guy behind him singing the actual <laughs> lyrics, like in key and into it. It's, it's it's hilarious. That's awesome. Do we were on another. Our, go ahead. I was gonna say we were on a cruise one time with my mom's side of family, and they're huge. There's like thirty of us, and they had a like the whole ship had a a like three night karaoke battle. And it was like a tournament style. And and my aunt and my cousin, there were like three or four of my family members that entered it. And the final two were my aunt and my cousin battling. And I think Each my other? Aunt, yes. And my aunt won <laughs> singing uh, Tina Turner, uh, Rolling on the River. <laughs> oh, man. She did the dance and everything? Yes. Yeah. You had to sing a new song every night? Yeah. Oh, man. Wow, that's pretty good. Yeah. Another really good karaoke song, in my opinion, is... Around the World by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ooh. I don't know if you guys remember that one. Yeah. Go and listen to it. It's it's like hilarious to sing and kind of fun. And you're rapping, but you sing just a little bit. And it's it's We can cool. make time. Yeah, yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Ruffin' and a stuffing because I'm in my prime. <laughs> Dude, I, I remember getting called out by Johnny. We must have been in like middle school. And I was like trying to sing along with uh chili peppers and you were like dude that's not even close to the words and i'm notorious for getting words to songs just completely <laughs> wrong it was oh, like yeah. with the birds we share this lonely view and i don't even know what i was saying i was like with the birds we share machetes and you were like you just looked at me and you go dude that's not it those are not the words and you need to go read the back of the cd dude was it you that uh in Outcast Bombs Over Baghdad, like towards the end when they're chanting, I was it you that thought they said five old bitches on the way to Chicago? Yeah. 
It sounds like it for real. Wait, did you say five old five, five old, old bitches, bitches on the way to Chicago? It does sound like that. <laughs> what do they actually say? Uh, it's I some, owe you seeking a super Bible or something like that. It's something revival. It, yeah, I'll look something it up. Music. Dude, I'm, I'm gonna go with electric revival. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Johnny's version. <laughs> me and uh, me and my wife walked out to Outcast at our wedding. Hell yeah, so was, fresh yeah, and so clean. To that this day, I think that's played by a live band too. That was. Super I think cool. that's the cleanest intro ever. Oh, and it's and I claimed it. That was that's the mine. best. It's mine. Kudos to you, sir. So they say, power music, electric revival. Five old bitches on the way to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'm going to hear now is that. Yeah. One of the two. <laughs> um, all right. So here, I got another gauntlet for you guys. So Masters this weekend. Or, you know, I think we didn't even touch on this, but I just want to mention this. Dude, I read somewhere today that they're estimating Hideki – is yes. going to make he's going to earn close to like over a billion dollars over the rest of his life oh, just for winning this masters with all the, the first, speeches and the, the first, lessons yeah you're the first japanese golfer to win the match i didn't know this and i could be completely wrong maybe i just thought this but i swear i they were saying it on you know the live from the masters or whatever but there's more it, japan has per capita more like the second most golf courses based on their landmass and, and behind the United States. And like only, I don't know, it was like 16% of their population actually plays golf. They just have a ton of golf courses. I'm sure everybody loves Damn. it. They love it over there. That's what they were saying. And that's where they, they got that many golf courses though. You're never waiting. You're never backed up. Yeah. You'd think, <laughs> hey, let's go dude. But, Seriously, like he is lifetime. He is a god over there now. He they said he's gonna probably light the to- or light the uh, yeah the torch at, for the Olympics. You know, Dude. like he's he, the he's man. Gotta do it in the green jacket, right? Did you see how he long better. it's been since he won? It's like it was like thirteen hundred days, like speech. Who? Wow. I mean, that's a good one to do it at. Yeah, I was about to say worth the wait. Yeah. Um, all right. So my question is, Masters Week. The whole weekend, who had the freshest gear for the whole week? All right, <clears throat> Bubba's Bubba's Jordans. Yep, hands down, the Oof. green Jordans were just on point. I mean, who had the worst gear? Uh, Everybody who wore Nike. Nike. Dude, when Lee Westwood hits a hole in one, they put a meme up there, and the guy was like, "I wish I wasn't wearing this friggin' shirt." You know, <laughs> <laughs> it was a, yeah, Fleetwood. Yeah, Fleetwood. Yeah, my yeah. Bad. And then there was another one. Tony Fino was like, "I look like a fucking tennis ball." <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, Nikes. Yeah, they're they're yeah. That was not good, but those Jordans were sick. See, they 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 put a pink shirt on Brooks, and then they dropped some Jordans and totally redeemed themselves. Yeah. I have to say, man, Nike's been slacking. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not feeling it like I once was. I was die hard Nike. I'll tell you what, I got a new brand, and I think I may have mentioned it already on a previous episode. But Grayson, oh yeah, their polos are just fresh, man. They feel good. The collars are always staying crisp. You don't get the bacon collar. Or, they're my new go-to, and 
you got to keep an eye out every once in a while. They'll drop like a, you know, get five mystery polos for like 150 bucks and they're like a hundred dollar polos. That's legit. And I, every time I pull the trigger, I bought five for my kids. I was, they were, they're not big enough to wear them, but I was like, you guys are going to grow into them because I'm not buying any more of these. That, yeah. Dude, if you ever see that, let me know. <clears throat> we're going to get sponsored. I, know, I feel it. They're going to be number two right behind Arcos. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be sick. Arcos and Grayson. All right. Well, John and I got a eventful weekend coming up mm-hmm. that will no doubt be reviewed at a later date. I do need to note there's an outside shot that I get on to Shadow Creek. It is in the works. If he's Jealous. like, the only day I can do it is Friday, I don't care. You want to screw the win? Don't play yeah. the win? All right. Well, I got to go back to Vegas. My buddy's getting married, and he's. Uh, it's kind of a quick deal. So we're jamming a bachelor party in in uh, June, uh-huh. and we're basically doing this exact same trip that I'm doing this weekend. Oh, all right. Well, we've so, got good golf either way. I'm playing TPC Vegas Wednesday. Um, cool Re- guys. Revere or something. Hey Joe, what are you doing? <laughs> um, actually, loser. Uh, Saturday, I'm going up early playing uh match play with Crane and Amac and my buddy uh, Harville. All of us were Georgia baseball guys. We're playing early Saturday before the G Day game, so the Georgia spring football game. And oh, then, that's, a, that's uh, tight. And then Monday is the Georgia baseball alumni tournament. So we're right. gonna, we're going to field a team and go out there on Monday and and try and uh, take home the hardware. So I'm not going to cool feel the win. I'm not going to feel so bad sending you pictures of badass holes. You better buy me a polo from somewhere. Sheesh, man. We'll I'll see, man. Tall order, bro. <laughs> see, I don't think we have it in the budget. I'm a large I, now. I'm bringing some teas. I'll trim down a little bit. Five old bitches on the way to Chicago. <laughs> Uh, all right i'll get i'll bring you something back i like you tight all right boys sweet all the time we got uh scratch questers call us the the people that listen to this show have our numbers for sure so call us (laughs) we know them personally (laughs) yeah thanks to uh ben boyd for the first question see what what else rolls in yeah Andrew, go get a handicap, man. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. You jackass. You jackass. See you, boys. You jackass. All right, see you guys. Hope you guys shoot 100 in Vegas. Uh, Cut, cut. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on.